0: Welcome to Haven today at Christmas time. Have you listened to the lyrics in some of your favorite Christmas songs? Does anyone still deck the halls or eat figgy pudding anymore? If you listen closely, some of our favorite songs are full of strange lyrics but every year we dust off our holiday CD collection, hoping to warm our hearts with musical cheer. Many of these songs are fun and festive, but they're often missing something. Why is this the most wonderful time of the year? I think Paul was onto something when he encouraged Timothy to remember Jesus Christ in 2 Timothy. He's right, we need to remember Jesus. Songs about snowmen can be fun, but I love singing true Christmas carols with the gospel message like joy to the world or hark the herald angels sing. Jesus brings true joy because he was and is the one who reconciles God and sinners. Now, those are words I'll never tire of singing. I'm Charles Morris, and in the next few minutes, we're going to keep on singing as we continue in a series we started yesterday called the First Christmas Songs. We looked at the unique song yesterday of Mary when she learned she was going to be the mother of Jesus. And now on this program today, we'll look at another unique song from Luke's Gospel, the song of Zechariah. All week long, we'll be sharing the words, the meditations, the joys of those who saw salvation's dawn, the birth of Jesus coming. And then the response in the best human way possible, singing. They wrote a new song of praise to the Lord because they finally saw the coming Messiah, Jesus. But before we look at Zechariah's song, I want to share with you an album full of music and songs that's all about Jesus by Fernando Ortega. It's called Christmas Songs.
1: What child is this who lay to rest On Mary's lap? sleep Come, Thou long-expected, Jesus, born to set Thy people free. Gloria, we next shall see
0: A little sampler from Fernando's Christmas Songs album. It'll fill your home and your heart the true meaning of Christmas all December long. My wife and I have enjoyed this CD in our home and I know it will help lead you to worship Christ the Savior born 2,000 years ago. Why don't you call us after the program? Call eight hundred sixty-five haven eight hundred sixty-five haven or go online and listen to some of the samples that we have there from the CD and make your gift at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And just before we hear our first Christmas song together today, if you're still looking for a Christmas present for a young person in your life that'll point them to Jesus, I have the perfect suggestion. It's the gift set of Little Pilgrim's Big Journey, with both parts one and two for your minimum gift to the ministry. Epic storybooks retelling John Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress, as well as his sequel, in a way that both children and adults can better understand. The books are hardback, they're cloth-covered, they're gold-foiled stamped, and they're filled with detailed illustrations. It's the perfect Christmas gift that's fun, but will also point people to Christ. Ask about it when you call or go online to learn more. And plus, there's still time for us to send it with free shipping to reach those you love by Christmas time. Now let's open up with my favorite Christmas carol sung for us by Fernando Ortega
1: Joy to the world the Lord is come let her receive her king
0: Joy to the World, a classic Christmas carol, my favorite, I think, written by Isaac Watts and sung for us today by Fernando Ortega. This is Haven Today and a program called The First Christmas Songs. I'm Charles Morris. You know, songs in the Bible were important events. If you've read the Bible in 90 days with me, you might remember coming up on songs that seemed to be an interruption in the story. God led his people, for instance, through the Red Sea. And then Miriam, that's Moses' sister, takes a tambourine and leads God's people in a song of worship. That's found in Exodus 15. Or you remember Hannah, the desolate woman who was made fun of because she was childless. We get that sad story in 1 Samuel 1 that even when she is praying fervently to the Lord to give her a child... The priest Eli thinks she's drunk in the temple of the Lord, but God hears her prayer. The Lord sends her a son named Samuel. And then we get another one of those interrupting songs. First Samuel 2 is the song of Hannah. I'm mentioning the songs and interruption because that's how they feel when you're reading through the story. And then all of a sudden it seems to come to a stall And you see the page open up and the words are spaced more widely in your Bible. And you think, let's just get back to the story. Why is this song here now? It can even feel like a commercial break in your favorite TV show. You might be thinking, let's get back to the action. I want to keep going with the story. But the Lord intersperses the most important saving events and follows them up with music. That's what we do here on Avon today. Salvation is so frequently followed up with singing. That's why so many psalms start with the words, sing to the Lord a new song. The new song follows a new saving event. So when we get a burst of songs at the beginning of the book of Luke, we know that something important has happened already, and so much more will happen soon. Well, this is exactly what happens to Zechariah and Elizabeth. They're well advanced in years. They hear the news that Elizabeth will give birth, and immediately they hear Abraham and Sarah's unbelief ringing in the background. Zechariah plays the same part as the old story and is dumbfounded, saying, How can I be sure of this? I'm an old man, and my wife is well along in years. Zechariah's dumbfounded disbelief leaves him dumbstruck, literally, He will have to live the next nine long months with his mouth sealed, living in his own silence, unable to praise God aloud or share the good news of his coming baby, except through hand motions and writing on tablets. Thankfully, when Zechariah names the baby with the same name the angel had commanded, John, his mouth is opened, his tongue is loosed, and he immediately Begins praising God. And we, today, get an extra blessing. We actually get to read or hear Zechariah's first song of praise after the baby John the Baptist was born. The scriptures have preserved for us that moment of deliverance, and that's why I'm calling this program Zechariah's Song. Here are those words. Preparing for the birth of Jesus. They're found in Luke chapter 1, starting at verse 68. Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come to his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. As he has said through his holy prophets of long ago, salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us to show mercy to our ancestors, and to remember his holy covenant. The oath he swore to our father Abraham to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins, because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven, to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the path of peace. When Zechariah sings this song of praise, he is anticipating Israel's story. See, for so many years the people of God had lived in silence, Since 400 B.C., no prophetic word had come to Israel. One section of Jewish commentary, it's called the Babylonian Talmud, says this about that period. Our rabbis taught, Since the death of the last prophets, Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi, the Holy Spirit of prophetic inspiration departed from Israel. That's from the Babylonian Talmud. When God speaks... His people see this as his friendship and favor on them. Think about this in human terms. When you get separated from a friend, or even when you get the silent treatment, don't you feel cut off from that someone you love and care about? This was how many Israelites felt. They knew God had spoken in ages past, but now it seemed like his voice, as well as his love, had gone completely silent. But all this ended with the promise of a baby. Zechariah himself had experienced the silence of God in his own body. He was struck dumb, but now he speaks boldly. He even sings and it's a message of salvation. God has finally spoken again. If you just joined us, you're listening to Haven today. I'm Charles Morris and we're looking closely at Zechariah's song in our days. Many of us divide individual and cosmic salvation. What do I mean? Well, so many Christian preachers and teachers in certain places in the world emphasize God's cosmic rule. He is the king of the universe, and he's making all things right again through Jesus. But in other places, some talk about how the Lord is saving people. He's rescuing individuals from their sins. So you might ask, which is right? Well, let's look at Zechariah's song. Let's see if we can find the answer to that question. Luke one sixty nine, He has raised up a horn of salvation for us. Verse 71. Salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us. Now Zechariah sings over his miracle son born to him and Elizabeth in his later years. And he says in verse 76, For you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. Did you catch that? In the verses at the beginning of Zechariah's song, he emphasizes God's salvation of his people from their enemies. That was a serious promise in the face of Roman occupation when Israel felt all alone and beaten in their own land. But the explanation of what that means and how it'll happen comes in verse 77, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. For Christians today, salvation changes everything. Our sins separate us from God, and only through forgiveness do we enter back into communion with him. But the promise from God is that he will make all things new, not just save us from our internal sinfulness. When Israel was rescued out of Egypt, they interpreted that as their rescuing from sinfulness and they were forgiven. But they were also rescued from their slave drivers. 1 Corinthians 10 describes this event as the baptism of God's people in the cloud and in the sea. First Peter 3 tells us baptism saves us, not the removal of dirt from the body, but the pledge of a clear conscience toward God. When Israel was baptized in the Red Sea, God was demonstrating for them their rescue, the washing away of their sinfulness. The Lord's salvation always changes everything. Our pressing need is forgiveness of sins. But this issues forth into a whole new life and an entire new creation. Even if we don't get to see that whole new creation in our time, the Lord promises that through Jesus, all things will be made new. Zechariah's song ends with hopeful confidence that the light of the sun, and I mean S-O-N, will rise and shine into every possible darkness. Because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the path of peace. Isn't scripture relevant to us today? Doesn't it speak to you even now? What area of life seems impossible to you today? As you think of Christmas coming next week, does it seem like you won't be able to make ends meet in the beginning of a new year financially just seems flat, scary. Does the hardness of heart in your family members or maybe if you're honest with yourself, even your hardness of heart, does that seem like the darkness that the Lord can't possibly shine through? The rising sun will come to you from heaven to shine on you living in darkness and in the shadow of death. That's the promise. That's the message from this little baby, John the Baptist, who would live for the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. That's the message that John the Baptist would eventually die for. When he said, I must decrease, he, that's Jesus, must increase. We see that he would pay the ultimate price to herald and shine the light away from himself. Behold, that means look, with an exclamation mark, look away from me. Something newsworthy is about to happen, the lamb of god that takes away the sin of the world. And that's the good news that opened the lips of an old man, Zechariah, who finally believed. He finally got it that god would work in amazing ways to deliver his people from darkness and shine a new light and life of heaven on their shadowy lives.
2: Sunshine. Given a virgin will conceive a human baby. With us, Emmanuel, for all those who live in the shadows. the dark From the love of God in Christ. Let's sing together, ready? Emmanuel.
0: Classic Christmas album, The Promise, sung by Michael Card, his song Emmanuel, with rich lyrics straight out of Scripture, and including a portion of Zachariah's song that we just looked at. You're listening to Haven today in a program called The First Christmas Songs. Christmas Day is going to arrive before you know it, and I want to suggest something that'll be a real blessing for you or someone you love and really seriously point them to jesus we've been offering it all month it's a lovely christ-centered gift called little pilgrim's big journey it's a box set and inside cloth covered books gold foiled stamping coming in a beautiful slip case both parts one and two of john bunyan's epic stories tim and linda in pennsylvania sent a set to a loved one with free shipping So did Cynthia in Wyoming and Tammy in Colorado. You too can take advantage of the free shipping that we have right now and we'll ship it directly to someone you love with a little note that is in your words. These books are stories that the young ones in your love will keep coming back to months and even more months after Christmas. And the stories lead them to the gospel. And we also have another wonderful Christmas idea a present for loved ones, as well as for yourself. You heard music from it earlier in the program, Fernando Ortega's Christmas Songs album, filled with carols that'll lead you to worship Christ. Get a copy for yourself. Get another one to send to someone you want to share Jesus with this Christmas. You just need to call us, and why not do it now at 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. Or go online and listen to some of the samples we have from the CD and take a look at samples from Little Pilgrim's Big Journey and make your gift at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks so much for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again together we'll share the great story it is all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's word. Thousands of years ago, the Lord made a promise. It was a promise to Rebecca, twins in her belly. The Lord said the older will serve the younger. The firstborn was the most important, so this was strange. But the younger turned out to be the father of the 12 patriarchs of Israel. The older did serve the younger, But that promise was answered even further in Jesus' coming. He is the Ancient of Days, the eternal God who created the world. Yet he came in the form of a servant, the oldest, serving the younger, us. He gave his life, laid it down so we could enjoy the blessings of the Father. The birth of Christ brought us freedom. Spend more time with Jesus. Visit GetAnchor.com.